What's up, guys? It's Michael from the College Football Degenerates Podcast. It's just me today. Uh, Toby could not make it. Um, we're so sorry about that again, and we want to apologize for this long delay. Uh, it's been a very long time since our last episode, and we've just been busy. We've had technical problems. Uh, I hope you all understand. Um, but we felt like we needed to get an episode out. Um, and here it is. Um, it's maybe not going to be the longest episode, and you know, but we hope you understand. Um, and we will get be getting back to uh, our you know old schedule soon, hopefully. You know, just Toby's been busy with work. I've been uh, busy with school. We've had technical issues. You understand. But let's get into it. Let's talk about the games from last week. We'll talk about the games this week. Top twenty-five, all that. All right. First big game. I think we have to tech- talk about is Texas Kansas. Uh, Texas wins 33-30 to 30, um, against number 7 ranked uh, Texas versus 23rd ranked Kansas State. Uh, Malik Murphy, the quarterback for Texas in this game, he was 19 of 37, 248 yards, a touchdown and two interceptions. Uh, Will Howard, he was 26 of 41, 327 yards, four touchdowns and an interception as, as well. Um... Yeah, I mean, uh, this was not a pretty game uh, for either team. It started off really strong for Texas. Uh, they came out the gate looking hot. Um, I mean, it was 17-7 to at halftime, and it looked like it was all but over once Texas got up 27-7. to And then Kansas State furiously came back. They end up sending it to overtime. But, man, um... They should have, like, Kansas State should have won this game. They end up losing in overtime. Texas is very lucky to get out of this game in one piece. Um, you know, I say, and but whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, Kansas State, they missed field goals, really easy field goals. Um, they missed, uh, messed up, you know, kicking PATs and all this. Um, yeah, and I mean, that really cost them the game. That and their slow start. So Texas is kind of lucky to get away with, get out of this game. I mean, Malik Murphy is making a second start, and he had some highs and he had some lows. Um, he clearly has a really good arm. That is 100% certain. And he can win games with his arm. However, it should be noted that he also made some big freshman mistakes, which is what you expect for a freshman. But, you know, you look at it and you wonder uh, how will Texas fare as a contender, you know, if they can't get Quinn Ewers back. Uh, I don't know the timetable for his return off the top of my head. Um, but, yeah, um, he's been dealing with this. Uh, he got injured, I believe, in the last game. But, yeah, not good for Texas. They're able to get out of the win. Kansas State, man, I mean, they very much they very much should have won that game. Uh, they had a real slow start. Will Howard did not look good at first, but he made some massive plays in the uh, fourth quarter specifically. 
Uh, and yeah, I mean, this doesn't really change too much of who I view Kansas State as. Um, they're a good team. Uh, they just made some big mistakes in this game. They ended up costing them. Um, it was, you know, they were able to fight back. You know, Texas, they very easily could have just tapped out. Texas had them down big, and they were able to fight back. But they just made some a few mistakes there. Um, that's really how I viewed it. Uh, Kansas State's still a good team. Texas is still a good team. I mean, you know, but I have questions about them moving forward if they are not able to get Quinn Ewers back. Um, but, yeah. Uh, moving forward from that game, uh, I'm going to talk about uh, another great 12 o'clock game. There were a lot of great 12 o'clock games. Um, is Notre Dame-Clemson. Uh, number 15th ranked Notre Dame uh, heads down the Death Valley, plays a Clemson team that had lost its last two games, a bad loss to Miami and a bad loss to NC State. Uh, and they're facing a really strong Notre Dame team. And, I mean, that was the best that Clemson's offense has looked this year. Um, 31 points. I mean, Kate Klubnick didn't have a good game. 13 of 26, 109 yards, a touchdown, an interception. But, man, Phil Moffa, uh, filling in for an injured Will Shipley, he had himself a day. 36 carries, 186 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, they put uh, their entire trust into Phil Kong, uh, Phil Moffa, excuse me, uh, and he showed out big time for them. Uh, on the other end for Notre Dame, Sam Hartman, man, I don't know what happened to him. Uh, he has just really regressed. You look at his stats: thirteen of thirty, one hundred forty-six yards, and two interceptions. He did not have himself a good day at all. Um, uh, Estime, um, he had he had a good game. Audrey Estime, 17 carries, 87 yards, and a touchdown. But man, what happened to the Notre Dame team that everyone thought was going to win? You know, that was going to win a lot of games and potentially compete for a college football playoff team. I mean, we talked about that on this uh, podcast. We talked about how well. Notre Dame was playing, and we thought they were could have been a legit team, but you know, losses to Ohio State, lost to Louisville, you know, that sucks. But I mean, you can't lose to this Clemson. This this Clemson team is bad, and they were losing. You know, they're on a big losing streak. And I know you could say, well, they had their, you know, you know, backs to the wall kind of uh, wounded animal mode, as uh, Josh Pate on Late Kick Late Kick puts it, but. Um, you know, still, if you're a Notre Dame team that is looking to go to a New Year's Six game, I mean, it really makes me question their team. Uh, this Clemson team was not good, and they end up losing to them. Uh, and it wasn't like it was a, a close loss. No, I mean, when the final score was, you know, eight points, uh, it felt like Clemson was the better team throughout. Uh, so, yeah. Um Next game I will talk about. This was a 3:30 game. It was uh, Georgia Missouri. Uh, this was a game we've talked about 
on this podcast as being George's biggest um, test. And while I disagreed, uh, Toby, he was very adamant that this was George's biggest test. And I can't blame him. I mean, this Missouri team is very good. Um, uh, and we didn't, obviously, we didn't see it coming in the offseason if you've been watching episodes for that long. But Brady Cook, I mean, he's having himself a season. Uh, and he was pretty good in this game. 14 of 30, 212 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. But those two interceptions came in the fourth quarter. One of them, obviously, to my man Nazir Stackhouse. What a play. I mean, you don't see the big man rumbling down the field that often. I mean, and he could tell when he got past those first few uh, players, he thought he was gone. And then halfway through, he realized, man, this is a lot farther than I remember. Uh, it looked like to me. I mean, you know, the big man don't. You don't usually get running uh, too much, especially on interceptions. So, I mean, always fun in games to see that. But, man, I, I mean, Brady Cook is still a good player. Don't get it twisted. Uh, Carson Beck was not great in this game. I don't think he had one of his better games. Uh, he was 21-32, 254 yards and two touchdowns. But there was just some really easy throws that he just missed that he needs to hit. Uh, and he's, I've seen him hit multiple times this season. So, yeah, you have that. Um, Dejon Edwards, he had himself a solid gay day. Excuse me, 16 carries, 77 yards. Kendall Milton, he had himself a rushing touchdown as well. Uh, Cody Schrader, I mean, he had himself a day as well. The Missouri running back, 22 carries, 112 yards, and a touchdown. Um, yeah, Luther Burden, I mean, he's a great receiver. Three receptions, 53 yards, and a touchdown. But I don't think he had a single catch when uh, Kamari Lasseter was guarding him. I think all of his catches came when it was someone else. Uh, Julian Humphreys was the other corner. Uh, and I thought he played pretty good outside of giving up that big touchdown, which, I mean, you could have called up. Uh, you could have said it was a push-off. But uh, not going to get into that, obviously. But, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Luther Burton's still an extremely talented receiver, but I think uh, Kamari Lasseter, he had himself a day today uh, in that game. Excuse me. Uh, Theo Weiss, the other receiver, hit five receptions, 90 yards. Uh, yeah, he had a great day as well. Um, and he was just kind of taking what the defense gave him, and he was making some big plays. But, uh, you know, this was a game that while Missouri, you know, they put up a great fight, you know, and I don't think Georgia played their best game. Uh, they weren't nearly as good in the as they were in the Florida game or the Kentucky game. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, this Georgia team is still really good. Uh, they got a tough battle against Ole Miss, which we'll talk about later. But, yeah, uh, I was, uh, you know, impressed with Georgia. I think this was a really good win for them. But yeah, uh, moving on, I believe we will talk about yes the another uh, game, uh, big game, the Oklahoma Oklahoma State game, uh, the final bedlam as it's being called, and I really hate that this is the final bedlam. I really do. I don't believe there sh- there's any reason this should be the last bedlam. Simply put. Um, there are plenty, uh, before I get into game, I'll talk about this. Um, there are plenty of out of state or out of conference rivalry games that happen. Uh, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Florida, Florida State. Those are two of the biggest rivalries in college football. You know, maybe 
not in the sense of competitiveness with Georgia, Georgia State, or Georgia Tech anymore, excuse me. But um, when you look at it, those two have played a lot. Uh, they have a lot of games against each other. And, um, yeah. They have a lot of games together. And same with Florida, Florida State. Those are very big rivalries. Um, I've played at USC, Notre Dame. I mean, technically, Notre Dame doesn't have a couple of them. Um, but I don't know what it is with the Big 12 SEC, you know. Um, you had the Texas Texas A&M rivalry, which was such a big rivalry. They got taken away when A&M joined the SEC, and they're doing the same thing with Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. And frankly, there's no reason for them not to play each other. It's one of the biggest rivalries in college football, and the two will be, you know, they're going to be all right. You know, it's not like Oklahoma State's, you know, going away or anything. They're in the Big 12, and they should be, frankly, they should play this game still. That's simply put. Uh, I don't believe this should be the last bedlam. Uh, I think Oklahoma State should suck it up, and Oklahoma should suck it up and continue to play this game Um, because the fans love it, and it's a great rivalry. It really is. And this this, uh, season's bedlam was amazing. Um, Oklahoma State gets the upset 27-24 against number 9 Oklahoma. Um... He's no longer a secret. Um, we talked about him a little bit a few weeks ago when we did our uh, award previews. Uh, but Ollie Gordon, man, um, the running back for Oklahoma State, man, he's truly one of the best running backs in the nation, if not the best running back. I think he should win um, the Don't Walker Award for the best running back. Uh, I mean, he had himself a day, 33 carries, 138 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, yeah, ridiculous. Oklahoma State's quarterback, Alan Bowman, in 28-42, 334 yards. No touchdowns, but no interceptions. 334 yards is a lot. They put, he put uh, Oklahoma State into positions to score, and that's what they needed. Um, and yeah, they had a lot of receivers that got, felt, I felt went off. Uh, yeah. Uh, obviously the big one, Rashad Owens. I mean, 10 receptions, 136 yards. Um, Brennan Presley, he had himself a day as well. Uh, eight receptions, 97 yards. And Leon Johnson, the third, uh, he had five receptions, 70 yards. And I, I don't, I don't think he had, but five. Yeah, he had about five receptions coming into that game. In the Cincinnati game, he had five receptions, 149 yards. So, uh, yeah, but all of them went off. And they definitely needed to for Oklahoma State. Uh, Dylan Gabriel, he had himself a day as well. 26-37, 344 yards, a touchdown, an interception. Uh, Oklahoma's running back, he also had a great day. 13 carries, 111 yards, one touchdown for Gavin Schwock. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Drake Stoops, I mean, he's been going crazy for Oklahoma this year. 12 receptions, 134 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, a lot of, you know... Big plays. And, you know, there was a lot of uh, talk made on that one missed uh, pass interference call on Drake Stoops. Um, and did it win Oklahoma State the game? Maybe. Um, is it the reason why Oklahoma State, uh, like, did it, or how put, did it help Oklahoma State win the game? Yes. Is it the reason Oklahoma State won the game? No. 
I think what has to be the biggest thing is the fact that Oklahoma had three turnovers to Oklahoma State's one. And when you look at that, it's simple as that. When you lose the turnover battle, you have a higher chance of losing the game. Um, Just giving the other team more possession, you know, a turnover. You're losing a possession and the other team's gaining a possession. I mean that's that's a very you know that's a recipe for disaster and that's what that's what happened to Oklahoma. Man, their season went downhill fast. I mean, in the matter of you know what, pretty much eight days, um, they went from thinking about a rematch against Texas in the Big Twelve championship game, and if they can win that, they're on their way to the college football playoffs. They lose against Kansas. Then they, uh, and then a week later, they lose against Oklahoma State. And, yeah, I mean, simple as that. Now they're not even projected to finish. I don't believe they're projected to even go to um, the Big 12 championship. No, it's Texas, Oklahoma State, Kansas, and then Oklahoma, which is really bad for them, really bad. Uh you know, you hate to see it, but uh, moving on, I think the next big game we should discuss is Washington USC. Washington wins a shootout, fifty-two to forty-two. Um, Michael Penix Jr. I mean, he had himself a day as usual. Well, I say that, but he'd been struggling in these last few games. Uh, we didn't really talk about it again. As discussed earlier, but uh, Michael Penix, 22 of 30, 256 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. But easily the um, biggest name in this game uh, was undeni- uh, undoubtedly Dylan Johnson. I mean, he had himself a ridiculous game. He ran up and down the field on USC. Um, 26 carries, 256 yards, and four touchdowns. I mean, he had three touchdowns in the first half. A hat trick in the first half. I mean, that's impressive. Um, man. Crazy. Uh, also, Roma Dunza, as always, five receptions, 92 yards. Uh, Jalen Polk, five receptions, 52 yards, and a touchdown. Um... Yeah, USC, I mean, Caleb Williams is extremely talented. 27 uh, of 35, 312 yards and three touchdowns. Um, Austin Jones, the running back for USC, he had himself a day as well, uh, filling in for the injured Devin Lloyd. Uh, 11 carries, 127 yards. Yeah. Um, and then Todd Washington, the receiver for USC, eight receptions, 122 yards and a touchdown. Man, I mean... It sucks that we're, you know, this is going to be the last season we see Caleb Williams, and we're not going to be able to see him in, you know, a playoff game. We're never going to see Caleb Williams in a playoff game, which is crazy to say. Uh, he's one of the most talented quarterbacks to ever play college football, and we're not going to see it. And I think a large part of it has to do with the fact that. Their defense is so bad. Uh, Alex Grinch, if you did not hear, has finally been fired. I've been calling for him to be fired for a long time. I thought even back when he got hired at Oklahoma, he was not the guy. After a year, I mean, players were out of position. Um, Just nothing was right for uh, Oklahoma State. I mean, excuse me, for Oklahoma under Alex Grinch. And then he goes to USC, and the same problems are there. But their defense wasn't 
too, too bad. I mean, they ended up getting exposed, but they were forcing turnovers, which kind of is a luck-based stat anyways, but, you know, whatever. Um, they helped the defense, and yeah. This year, they're not forcing turnovers, and they are just getting they were just getting ran up and down the field. Um, and yeah, they end up losing a 10-point game. It sucks to see, though. It really does. Um... We don't get to see Caleb Williams in college football playoff game. It was known before this game, obviously. They had two losses. But it's just, I mean, really and truly, it's sad. It's sad. Um, Washington looked good. They needed this. They had not been looking great. And they go out, show out big time. Michael Penix Jr., he's still my Heisman favorite. Uh, I understand Bo Nix. He's playing really good. And if Bo Nix goes out there... In the Pac-12 championship rematch uh, between Oregon and Washington, which is what seems like it is going to be, then, you know, if he goes out and shows out, I think he has a real chance of winning it. I think it's really down to those two right now. Uh, Jordan Travis out in Florida. Yeah, I mean, he's playing great as well. Uh, Carson Beck, I mean, he's putting up big stats and best team in the nation in my opinion but and then you got obviously people talking about Marvin Harrison Jr. I'm not buying it uh I don't even know if he's gonna win the Belitnikoff I'm not I don't even yeah I don't think he's my favorite to win the Belitnikoff and it's hard for me to say he's gonna win the award for best player if he's not even the best receiver um not to say he's not gonna win it but I think if you're a position player you you're gonna have to, you know, separate yourself, uh, and maybe it's not fair, but that's just what the ward is. But moving on, uh, Alabama LSU. Alabama wins forty-two to twenty-eight. Uh, I will say this was easily Jalen Milrow's best game of the season: fifteen of twenty-three, two hundred nineteen yards passing. But I think what. Uh, where his success was at most was on the ground. 20 carries, 155 yards, and four touchdowns. I mean, what more can you ask for the guy? Um, He had himself an absolute crazy day. Uh, And this was what uh, the Alabama fans who liked Jalen Milrow, because there were a lot of Alabama fans who did not like Jalen Milrow, and didn't think he was going to be the guy, but for the ones that were saying yes to Jalen Milrow, this is what they were saying, and he had not been showing it, he goes, shows out this game, uh, and th- this was a must-win game for Alabama, um, but yeah, LSU, Jaden Daniels, man, I mean, he had himself a day as well, 15 of 24, 219 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception, as well as 163 yards rushing and a touchdown. Man, it sucked to see him get hurt uh, after that hit from Dallas Turner. I'm surprised that wasn't targeting. Um, There are so many plays like that that are called targeting, and I thought that was one that probably could have. Now, to the people who think that was a dirty play, no, that was not a dirty play from Dallas Turner. Uh, Dallas Turner is not a dirty player. Um... And I'm I'm glad he didn't get ejected for targeting. I don't think I think that probably should be targeting. I don't think targeting should be an ejection. Simply put, uh, I hate that it's a tar- that targeting is ejection. I mean, it should just be 15 yards. Move it on. Uh, now, if you go out and commit a few targeting, okay, then you know because it's a per- I think it should just be a personal foul. And if you commit multiple of them, then okay, I understand then. 
But that was not a dirty play from Dallas Turner. Dallas Turner's not a dirty player. Um, yeah. Simply put. Um, and Nussmeyer, he came in 15, 5 of 10, 53 yards. But by the time that Jaden Daniel was, was hurt, I mean, the game was already pretty much over. I mean, once that interception that he threw, which was so unfortunate, um, it felt like the game was over because, like, two scores, it was like, boom. Man, uh, LSU's offense is legit with um, Jan Daniels, and I think he should be another Heisman contender, even if LSU's going to have three losses, and even if they get more. It doesn't matter. Jaden Daniels is one of the best players in college football, uh, simply put. But, man, if LSU had a defense, if they had anything resembling a defense, this team would easily be in the college football playoffs, which is why, during the offseason, I predicted them to be in the college football playoffs. I thought their defense would have gotten better. Their, their defense got worse. It got worse. How? I mean, I don't know how he done that. Uh, I've really hated how they used Harold Perkins this year. Uh, he is one of the best players in college football, and they're using him in a way that I've not liked. And he just went from being a big name who was making plays to now it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about Harold Perkins, which is really sad to say. But, yeah, uh, uh, Alabama looks really good. They are rolling right now. Uh, yes, and they play Kentucky this week. Um, yeah, and one more game I'll talk about. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of great games this week. Um, oh, real quick stuff about Florida State Pitt. Uh, 24-7 against this really bad Pitt team. They did not look good at all this game. Uh, I know they had all the receivers hurt and all that stuff but I mean Pitt is a terrible team Florida State should have the talent to beat them and it shouldn't take that long even with all the injuries I I know but I don't like the committee saying that it was a good win uh, which we'll talk about in a second as well uh, Louisville Virginia Tech last one um, this was a blowout Louisville won 34-3 this is a game that a lot of people thought could be very close and Virginia Tech even winning, uh, they did not get close. Uh, Louisville controlled the entire way. I mean, even earlier this week when Louisville played Virginia, uh, which is technically for next, whatever, uh, the different week, um, but uh, Virginia played them a lot better than Virginia Tech, and that's pretty crazy to say. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about next week. Moving on. Um, one thing I want to talk about too, the Michigan situation, the Connor Stallion situation, it looks really bad. Uh, I'm not gonna talk about too too much. We might talk about this next episode if we're able to get Toby back, and I believe we will. Um, and that is, man, it looks really bad for um for Michigan. Um, I I know what the Michigan the Michigan fan, and it's funny, you know, when this whole thing broke out, they're like. Oh, um, sign stealing's not illegal. Sign stealing's not illegal. You can do that. Yes. Is it slimy? Does it give you an advantage? Yes. But it's not illegal. If you're a coach and your signs, you are really slippery with all of it, then okay. And you know, that's on you. However, if you're a team, you know, if you're sending people like Connor Stallions to games to record footage and the steel signs, that is illegal. You cannot do that. And there is 
enough evidence to prove that he was. He was not some rogue agent. I don't believe a guy, a staffer who was making $50,000 a year could afford, before tax, could afford to fly to every single uh, opponent that Michigan had on their schedule and steal their signs. I just simply don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, you had all the stuff, and then you have the, 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 now the report saying that Ohio State and Rutgers, you know, Greg Schiano and Ryan Day, they were, you know, sharing signs that they'd got from Michigan, and Michigan fans pretending like that's at the same level. It's not, is it slimy? Is it giving you advantage? Yes, but it's not cheating. It's not against the NCAA laws. Um... As most Michigan fans pointed out to start, sign stealing is not illegal. Now, oh, oh, no, I mean, you can't do that. And it's not nearly to the degree um, that what Michigan was doing. Now, if it comes out that Ohio State um, and Rutgers or any other team was traveling to across the country to scout uh, Michigan and all this stuff and steal their signs then okay, that's different. Uh, That's into the stuff that you're doing, Michigan. Um, I think Michigan should be punished for it if it turns out to be true, and it seems to be true. Um, And even in Michigan, uh, the University of Michigan releasing their statement, um, they never really denied it. They just, you know, talked about a bunch of other stuff, but they didn't deny it. They never said, we had no, you know... Um, yeah, and I, I don't believe that no one knew about it. I mean, every day there's new evidence showing how connected Connor Stallions was to that program. It's crazy to say. Um, but, yeah, uh, and it seems uh, that Jim Harbaugh, he is suspended for the rest of the season. He's not allowed to be there at games. Um, and I feel like that's just the start of the punishment, and I fully understand. Um yeah, so moving on, I want to talk about the new college football playoff rankings that came out this week. Um, yeah, um, I think the biggest thing is um, Ohio State at one. I don't like that at all. Um, I don't think they should be higher than two. Uh, they looked bad against Rutgers. It was not a good win. Like, the committee made it seem like it was. Rutgers is not a good team. If you think Rutgers is a good team, then you have to have Michigan higher than what you do, you know? Because that's currently their best win. And you can't say, oh, well, Michigan doesn't have any good wins, and then say Ohio State beating uh, Rutgers. And while they ended up covering the spread, it was a very close game for most of it. And they probably should have lost, but... You know, you can't say that's a good win for for Rutgers and a bad win. I mean, a good win for Ohio State and a bad win for Michigan. Simply put, and I don't think Michigan was really good in that Rutgers game either. But they won thirty-one to seven. So whatever. And Georgia gets a great, a good win against Missouri. All the people that's pretending like it's not. No, Missouri is a good team. If you haven't watched them, just say that. If you are football ignorant, okay, then just say that. Just say, I don't know anything about football, I just know Missouri's not a big brand, and they're just a fake good team. No, if you watch the games, they're a really good team. 
Luther Burden's one of the best receivers in the nation. Brady Cook had, has had himself a really good year. They are beating good teams, uh, can't, like Kansas State. Um, but yeah, I just don't understand that. Another thing that I don't, I didn't understand the controversy on is Oregon at six. And Texas 7, Alabama 8. People were like, why is Oregon better than Texas and Alabama? Because Oregon's looked better. Oregon's looked better. I mean, they were just a play away from beating um, Washington, who they have at 5. And most people would say, "Ah, even though Washington won, I would still favor Oregon. Uh, And simply put, um... Oregon has looked better than Texas and Alabama. And Alabama has a loss to Texas. Texas has a loss to Oklahoma. Uh, and they've had struggles. I think Oklahoma would beat both of them. I don't know where this controversy came from. Everywhere, the AP has had Oregon over both of those for the last few years. And I'm pretty sure the committee had Oregon behead them. And now it's just a contract. I don't know why. Um, who knows? Uh... But yeah, those were the two real big ones. Um, and I would say, I think you might need to mention um, Liberty on that list. I mean, what are they? They're, nine and a, they're undefeated. One of the few undefeated teams. I know, you could say. Um, Liberty has had by far and away the easiest schedule in college football. And to a point, you I would agree. I believe they are in 130. They're like 131st, 132nd in strength of schedule, which is why it, for me, took so long to put them in there. But once you're undefeated for this long, it's like, okay, you got to, you know, tip your hat a little bit. And I mean, I have some lip friends who go to Liberty who are like, oh, we should be higher than Tulane. I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. Um, however... Because, I mean, Tulane beating Memphis is infinitely better than any team you've played. Simply put. Um, but I think it should be on the list. Like, why is Iowa on the list? 7-2? and two? Iowa's not look good in any of these games. Their defense is elite. Their offense is atrocious. Winning 10-7 against uh, Northwestern, not covering. I mean, that's bad. That's not good. That's very bad. And I, I don't know why Iowa's in the top 25. Uh, and I don't think beating Northwestern was an impressive win for them. Um, but I'm going to go over the full college football playoff rankings, then I'll go over my top 25 and Toby's top 25, uh, and then we'll talk about some games, uh, upcoming games, and then I think we'll call it there. Um, but so far, let's hear theirs. Uh, at 25, they have Kansas State, 24, North Carolina, 23, Tulane, 22, Iowa, 21, Arizona, who Arizona's been playing really, really good. Uh, I mean, they've beat, beat three ranked opponents in a row. Crazy. Uh, at 20, they have Notre Dame. 19, LSU. 18, Utah. 17, Oklahoma. 16, Kansas. 15, Oklahoma State. 14, Missouri. 13, Tennessee. 12, Oregon State. 11, Louisville. 10, Penn State. 9, Ole Miss. 8, Alabama. 7, Texas, 6, Oregon, 5, Washington, 4, Florida State, 3, Michigan, 2, Georgia, and at number 1, the Ohio State University, or an Ohio State University, as I like to make fun of them. Um, But yeah, Uh, as also, I'll also uh, be noted that the fact that 
um, the committee still. Uh, you know, you can't have JMU in the top 25 because of all the stuff about them. Yeah, I understand to a degree, but I don't like it. <laughs> Simply put, I don't like it. Um, hold on. All right, my top, or should we go over, you know what, I'm going to go over Toby's real quick. At 25, he has Fresno State, interesting, 24, UNC, 23, Liberty, uh, 22, Arizona, 21, James Madison, 20, LSU, 19, Tulane, 18, Tennessee, 17, Kansas, 16, Oklahoma, 15, Missouri, 14, Utah, 13, Oklahoma State. At 12, he has Oregon State, 11, Louisville, 10, Penn State, 9, Texas, 8, Penn State, 7, Ole Miss, 6, Alabama, wait, 5, Florida State, Hold on to Uh, five Florida State, four Washington, three Ohio State, two Michigan, one Georgia. He didn't put Oregon on this list, which is odd. That's actually very odd. He must have forgot to put him there. You know what? I know, Toby. Uh, if he's listening to this, he'll let me know. We'll release a statement about it. You'll see what the real top twenty, his real top twenty-five is on the uh, the graphic later tomorrow. Um, but I, I assume he'd have Oregon six. So everything I said from Alabama down, moved down one probably. So probably no Flor- Fresno State. I don't know how he forgot to put Oregon on this list unless he doesn't think Oregon, which I know he doesn't. I know he he does think Oregon is. A, like a top really good team. Um, so yeah, I have no clue what's up with that, but um, who knows? All right, uh, moving on for me. This is my top twenty-five. Um, all right. Um. Making sure everything's right. All right, yeah, I believe so. At 25, I still have Kansas State. I still think Kansas State's a top 25 team. Um, I had them at um, 23 last week, and they lose a one-score game that they very easily could have won against Texas. I'm not going to drop them that far. Uh, at 24, I have Liberty, as I talked about earlier. 23, Arizona. Man, they're playing great. At 22, I have Tulane. Had a, another close win against ECU. It's not a great team, but still, I mean, again, a win against Memphis was big in my opinion. At 21, I have the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. At 20, I have the Kansas Jayhawks. 19, I have the LSU Tigers. At 18, I have the JMU Dukes, who, if you didn't know, I mean, they had a big win against Georgia State, who was a pretty good team, and destroyed them. Um, And they also, in basketball, they beat number four, Michigan State, at uh, Michigan State, and they had a real close win against Kansas State. 
I know this is football, but that was crazy. And I love JMU because I go here. Uh, yeah. At 17, I have Tennessee. 16, Oklahoma. 15, Missouri. 14, Utah. 13, Oklahoma State. 12, Oregon State. 11, Louisville. 10, Penn State. 9, Ole Miss. 8, Alabama. At 7, I have Texas. 6, Oregon. 5, Washington. 4, Florida State. 3, Ohio State. 2, Michigan. And at 1, still the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, Yeah, that's how I am feeling about my top 25. Um, Moving on, we'll talk about some games real quick for this week, and then we will wrap it up. Uh, At 7 o'clock, Georgia and Ole Miss play. This is a big one. Um, no doubt about it. Georgia is a ten and a half point favorite. The over under is at fifty eight and a half. Uh, I was talking with Toby, and I think Toby thinks Ole Miss might win outright, which means you got to go out there and cat smash Georgia spread at ten and a half. There's some rumors that a man by the name of Brock Bowers, number nineteen, he might be. He might play, be playing. I'm not saying he is, but he might be playing. There, there, there's a lot of talk about him playing, which, I mean, you love to see. You love to see. Well, who I still think is the best player in college football, uh, removing uh, positional value. But, yeah, uh, Brock Bowers, if he's able to play, man, that's crazy. Uh, only 27 days ago, you know, when he had that surgery. Um, but then again, Tua, he also had He was one of the first people to have it, and he, he was able to play 28 days later. So, pretty impressive. At 12 o'clock noon, which I hate that the Big Ten that uh, Fox does this. I hate big noon kickoff. I mean, there's no reason that a game this big, Penn State-Michigan, should be on at 12 o'clock. This should be a night game whiteout in Beaver State. I mean, simply put. But no, it is not because, uh, you know, Fox has to have their primetime slot at 12 o'clock. Whatever. Uh, this is a big one. I was talking with Toby. I think Toby thinks uh, Penn State has a real shot of winning this one outright. Uh, and I have to agree with him. I, I like Penn State in this game. I do. Um, but it's going to be tough, obviously. Uh, Drew Aller needs to play really good. And, yeah. Um, another big game, Alabama-Kentucky. I think Alabama's going to win this one. I don't know why it's being talked about as a potential upset. Uh, I think Alabama. I mean, it's just Alabama, the way they play, and the way that Kentucky plays. It's going to favor. Uh, it's just Alabama is the more talented team. They're very similar. Alabama's going to play. Uh, going to win, though. Um, Arizona-Colorado. Uh, yeah, I think Arizona's going to win this one. I don't think Colorado's going to be going bowling this year, which is crazy to say because a lot of people thought they were going to be a legit team only a few weeks ago after they started off real hot. They have got turned down slow. And I don't know why Deion Sanders, um, I don't know why he took Sean Lewis out of the offensive coordinator job. He was really, in my opinion, I felt like he was like kind of the actual coach, you know, to a degree. Like, Sean Lewis is a, was a really good head coach at Kent State. I think some. I don't know if he's going to be there next year. I don't know. I think someone will really want to get him because he's he's a good offensive coordinator. And it was a mistake to do that. I don't know why they did it. I have no clue. There's no real rationale. 
Uh, next, we have Washington, Utah. Washington is a eight and a half point favorite against Utah. I like Washington to win. I think they might cover as well. Uh, it's just Utah's offense, you know, is not good. Their defense is legit. Uh, their offense is not that good. I know Washington's defense is bad too, but I think Washington will win. Um, next big game, Tennessee, Missouri. Um, Missouri is the favorite for this game. I mean, excuse me, Tennessee is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I like Missouri to win outright. I think Missouri is the better team. I think they have the better quarterback. I have the, think they have the better receiving room. And I think, frankly, their defense, I think, might be better, too. I, I don't really know why Tennessee's favorite in this game. I like Missouri to win. Um, yeah, and, then, and it's at Missouri, too. This is like a kind of a uh, big game for Missouri. If they can win that, you know, uh, it's huge for them. Uh, moving forward, uh, LSU, Florida. I mean, this game's always pretty entertaining. LSU's a 14.5 point favorite. I think they'll win. They'll probably cover. It's been bad for Florida. That loss to Arkansas was terrible. Um, Billy Napier might not be going bowling this year, and Florida fans are seeming to turn on him. Who knows? Also, people thought I was crazy for. Uh, doubting Billy Napier in Florida, but whatever. Um, Oregon, USC. Oregon is a 16-point favorite. You know, you could say wounded animal. I don't believe it. I think this is kind of a uh, when it rains, it pours situation for USC. I think they get another loss. I predicted them to be in the college football playoffs. Lincoln Riley fooled me. I'm not going to fall for that again. No, sir. Until uh, he proves to me that he can play some defense, that his team will play defense, I'm not believing in it. Simple as that. Uh, yeah. Uh, some other big games um, this week, but those are the big ones, and we are running out of time. Um, yeah. All right, um, yeah, I can't think of anything else I uh, want to talk about for this uh, shorter episode. Um, hopefully, Toby and I will be back next week. Um, again, we're sorry for all the delays and the weeks with no episodes. Um, you know, we know you don't like, uh, you hate to hear it, and you don't, you hate seeing no episodes. Uh, and we hate not being able to record it. We love doing this for y'all. Um, we love doing it for ourselves. Uh, we love talking about college football. I love talking about college football. I know Toby does, too. Uh, I mean, we talked about college football all the time before this podcast, and we still do. So, uh, glad to be back, however, for this week. Um, again, make sure, as always, to uh, rate the pod if you have not. Um, follow the socials. Share the pod with your fan, friends and family. We really appreciate it. It means a lot. Uh, we love doing this, as I said. And, yeah, uh, again, hopefully next week we will be back with a full episode. All right. Um, goodbye. <laughs>